Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, what is the temperature right now for this Kansas team? Because I, I wondered kind of how they would finish, you know, they're bowl eligible. Would they just be content to get to six wins, or, or, or are they are they ready to finish strong? Just kind of where is the, I guess, the mindset of this football program right now? I think we're like sixty eight degrees and sunny. That'd be the temperature. Uh, <laughs> you know, we we obviously took a step back last week, losing in Lubbock in, in a game that you had you had Jalen Daniels. Maybe it's a different outcome. Jason Bean has done a terrific job filling in over the last month plus, but. He's good for one or two plays per half that that sometimes can get you beat. And we saw that last week in Lubbock. And that's not to say Jalen is perfect by any stretch. But when this team was playing its best, Jalen Daniels was actually a top six Heisman Trophy candidate in the Vegas odds. And and that's when obviously we're off to a 5-0 start and ESPN College game day came here. And so as he inches closer to a potential return this weekend, and nothing has been said officially on that, only that he's getting closer and closer. Um, you know, there's a chance for this club to get back to playing its, its optimal football. Having said that, as we found out around this league, I know you guys would agree, you know, in this era of the transfer portal where as soon as a quarterback gets beat out in the spring or, or in the summertime, you know, he's looking for greener pastures and a chance to start somewhere else. Kansas and Kansas State, too, have done a great job of – having two really good quarterbacks, really capable backups. And so Bean helped us get that all-important sixth win for bowl eligibility two weeks ago against an Oklahoma State team that didn't have a proven backup. And and consequently, we're back in the postseason for the first time since 2008. But they did it with three weeks to go. And this is a hungry team that's still thinking, hey, we can win seven or eight games. And so even though these last two are really challenging on paper with Texas and at Kansas State, this is a club that, that's trying to get healthier and still wants to win at least one more time before they go into bowl season. And uh, it just speaks to the tremendous job Lance Leipold's done. Huge culture change. Obviously, the talent's better. They finally caught up on the scholarship deficit that they were strapped with going back to the Charlie Weiss era. And so it just looks and feels way different around here. And uh, I don't know what it would have looked like had Jalen stayed healthy the whole way. Are they a eight-win team right now? Maybe. Uh, if you look at some of the close losses they had on the road without him, but still to be at six wins when Vegas thought you might win two, two and a half, one and a half in, in some books, uh, this has been a heck of a season of overachieving in the eyes of preseasons. But honestly, in the minds of Lance Leipold and his staff, probably right on time and, and right on the course they charted for this guy. Visiting with Brian Haney, play-by-play voice of the Kansas Jayhawks here on Light the Tower on the Horn. Hey, we're, we're going to be very, very uh, short-sighted if we don't talk about Devin Neal and what, and what he means to this team in terms of not only his rushing but his receiving yards, the, the dangers that he presents coming out of the backfield. Yeah, no doubt. And Texas fans remember that firsthand from last year in Austin when he had four touchdowns. We call him real deal Devin Neal. He's homegrown right here in Lawrence, Kansas. And as you know, Craig, as a, as a triple sport guy, I guess you're quadruple sports, as many as you call it, Texas. But you know Devin's also on the baseball team. Yep. Now, he doesn't play a huge role on the baseball team, but uh, 
he's kind of our uh, Mahomes or Bo Jackson or whatever, just on a smaller scale of guys that do both sports. But he's a terrific young man. He's looked so good the last two weeks coming out of the bye week. He just had an extra burst and bounce about him, and he was making guys miss at the second and third level two weeks ago versus Oklahoma State when he had the big 334 total yards performance, 224 of which were on the ground. First Kansas back ever, by the way, to have more than 200 rushing and 100 receiving in the same game. He was the national co-running back of the week. So he's been terrific, and I think for Texas fans that maybe didn't see us a ton early in the season, you forget that it was a 1A, 1B backfield with Daniel Hyshaw, who suffered a pretty serious hip injury um, that was, you know, week five. And, and after that, we just haven't had that same depth in the running back room for Kansas. While they've got some capable options behind him, it's been more of Devin Neal's show. And so he's really taken that baton and run with it, particularly the last couple of weeks, backing up his 224 versus Oklahoma State with 190 yards at Texas Tech. So he's emerging as a star in this league. He's not to the level of B. John Robinson yet, but Clearly, he's uh, a guy that deserves to be in that second-team all-league consideration. And if he has more weeks like he's had these last two, uh, he'll definitely be a guy that gets a lot of preseason hype nationally heading into next season. Brian, for this offense as a whole and, and throughout the, the last few days, I've run down some of the numbers, uh, yards per play, you know, uh, yards per attempt on the ground. Uh, Kansas one of the most explosive offenses in the country when you look at 20-plus yard, yard plays. Andy Kotal, Nicky oversees this offense. And, and, Brian, would you say the Houston game – this year was really the game. It felt like that game was different just in terms of showing maybe some more of their, their triple option principles and some of the stuff that really makes that offense unique. Would you would you say the Houston game was really when they kind of threw things into overdrive? Yeah, it's a great observation. And it's funny, they, they had a chance to eclipse 50 points with about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter and kind of took the foot off the gas. And I referenced that because had they done so, it would have been the first time in KU football history that they had three consecutive 50-plus point games, and that was opening the season. So we were seeing it the first couple of weeks, but you really felt it in, in the Houston game because that was a team that was picked in the preseason to win 9 or 10, and Jalen Daniels was carving them up with his arm and his feet. And, you know, they've gone away from some of that uh, without the, the inside running ability of Bean. Bean I'm, it, Jason Bean is a guy that if he gets to the edge and he kicks in the afterburners, he's gone down the sideline like we saw 73 yards to the house versus Oklahoma State. Jalen Daniels is better between the tackles, kind of slithering through the first and second levels and fighting hard for that extra yard. And I really don't know, guys, if he comes back this week or next, will he be able to run like that and, and take a hit in traffic? Will they try to protect him and, and stay back? But to your point, what made them so difficult to defend was you didn't know, is he going to keep? Is he going to pitch? Is he going to throw? And, and there was a lot of creativity with pre-snap reads. He had, he had his bobsled formation. They, they, they would do a different formation, and they still do this, where you know, you've got a triangle formed around the quarterback, and then he'll kind of clap his hands, and they all scatter at the last minute. And it, just, it was very creative. It always kept the defense on their toes. And Jalen Daniels being out has caused them to make it – a little dialed back, but by and large, it's, it's been pretty similar. But his return, I think, has Kansas fans really curious because will it be the, the true Jalen Daniels that's turned loose like we saw in these first five weeks, or 
is this uh, you know a protected version of him that doesn't want to get hit and they can't do all those things with the option game and him rushing? Because if you look at his rushing totals at West Virginia in that Houston game and versus Duke, I mean, he was one of the best dual threat options in the country. And so we'll be really curious to see what, once that looks back, what it looks like once he's fully back. Well, uh, I was going to ask you also about the Jayhawk defense and, and uh, you know, around these parts, folks have taken uh, note of Jalen Ford and everything he does with his tackles and the interceptions, fumble recoveries. And then, you know, I look at the numbers posted by Kenny Logan. Here's a guy going into, into this week with, with 80 tackles and two picks and three PBUs. I mean, he seems to be at least a production, if not overall, a senior leader of the defense. Yeah, he, he's had a great year backing up uh, a season a year ago that I think put him on a lot of preseason watch lists. A season ago, he had 113 tackles, and that, that was tops in the conference. But part of that was the fact that, you know, the Jayhawks' first and second levels were getting beat, and he was having to come in and, and clean up the mess. This year, he has more help than he's ever had, and, and he's had a terrific year when at the start of the season, some wondered, you know, is he the third or fourth best defender on this team? And some might still feel that way. But he's definitely backed up the preseason all-conference hype as the season's gone on. I think Rich Miller has become the heart and soul of this defense. He was one of the guys that came with Leipold from Buffalo, plays the linebacker position. He's from Detroit. Lorenzo McCaskill, uh, who's been a transfer on this team from Louisiana, he's emerged midseason. Lonnie Phelps was a portal transfer addition that uh, you know was a huge impact out the gate. He was averaging over a sack a game over the first month and a half he's simmered off a little bit later in the season but still brings great pressure on the edge that we haven't had in years and then you know you go up and down uh, the rest of the defensive depth charting you just see more depth in general particularly on the d-line we're able to bring in waves that, that we haven't had and part of that was as i referenced earlier for you know the last seven eight years we've been mired in a scholarship situation where, where they didn't have the numbers let alone the quality it was a quantity issue well now they've got quality and quantity this was a top 25 transfer portal recruiting class for kansas and i'd tell you that probably 60 to 70 percent of the most impactful transfer portal guys are on that defensive side of the ball so kenny's had a great season but he's had a lot of help around him you'll like kobe bryant i call him the hawk mamba <laughs> you know the nba kobe was black mamba and and our kobe bryant who spells it differently He's had a flair for the dramatic this season. He had the game-clinching pick six in Morgantown, had a block field goal return for a touchdown in the opener. He's always making big plays, it seems, and he's kind of got that swagger that we haven't seen around here since Aqib Tlaib. So he's been a fun one to follow as well. This, the point is there's a lot more weaponry on the Kansas defense than there's been in recent seasons, and that's a huge, huge reason why they've been so competitive this year. Hey, by the way, uh, wasn't that a weird deal to have an overtime game end on a pick six with your team already up? They said it, it, it's very rare for a team to win by double digits in overtime, and, and for that to happen, <laughs> it was just, it's just one of those anomalies sometimes that really gets, yep. gets your attention. It does. That's a great point because usually if you make that pick, you go down, game's over, kind of like the Bills-Vikings game this past weekend. But he broke on a ball on the right sideline, and there was nothing but green grass in front of him. And, you know, like a lot of cornerbacks that, that have that same macho bravado, you know, alpha dog mindset, he wanted his highlight moment, you know, because so he <laughs> took it to the house for the pick six, and, and that was pretty wild. But, you know, what also feels wild for us isn't just winning by two scores in overtime, but winning on the road at all. And, 
as you guys well know, you know, the win in Austin was historic for Kansas, not only because it was the first time down there, but first time to beat a, a conference road opponent in over a decade. And so that's one thing that Lance Leipold has made feel like a more regular thing, not just winning on the road, but feeling like every week, regardless of venue, regardless of competition, you're showing up with a chance to win. And after a decade and a half of, of a lot of Saturdays where you knew going in, you were a six or seven touchdown underdog and you were just going to have to take your medicine. It's a completely different mindset around this program. It'll be Saturday afternoon. And uh, Brian, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, get you a nap today. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll look forward to uh, seeing you uh, at the stadium on Saturday. I appreciate you joining us. Man, I can't wait to see your new basketball arena, and I'll be listening tonight on the Varsity app with you guys taking on Gonzaga. Can't wait to hear your call, and uh, we'll be pulling for you as a league. So go get Drew Timmy and those Zags, all right? Yeah, I, I think you're going to like Moody Center, right? I'm just telling you. And and you have your same broadcast position. You'll be beside your bench. There was there was some question about where all the broadcast locations were going to be for a time, and I was really nervous about how I was going to break that on the uh, Big 12 announcer group text. Eh, no worries now. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Glad you strong arm it down low. Thank you, buddy. All right. Hey, thanks, Brian, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks, bud. All right. That's Brian Haney, play-by-play voice.